Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. We have to have leverage not only for ourselves, but also what is the ripple effect when we accomplish what we want to accomplish, how will that benefit others? Before we get into today's episode, I want to mention today's best ever partner and give you a free gift. And that partner is Fun That Flip. And they're going to be giving you a free deal analysis spreadsheet. You know who Fun That Flip is, don't you? Because you're a loyal best ever listener. They've been a sponsor on the show. Matt Rodak, the founder of Fun That Flip, has been on the podcast multiple times given us his insight on the online lending process. Fund That Flip provides fast, reliable funding for your house flip projects. They're an online platform, makes the application process entirely easy, and they've got a whole bunch of experts on their team who can help you get funding in 24 hours and close within as few as seven days. And all of you best ever listeners, you're getting a free spreadsheet to help you analyze your projects. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. And you'll get a free deal analysis tool. It'll help you provide a scope of work for your projects, create the scope of work, analyze the profitability of the project, or if it's not profitable, you need to know that too and make a determination on the max purchase price. Super important. You can print out all the detailed reports and that will help you get your deals funded faster. Go to fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Get that free analysis tool, fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show, well, we cut out all the fluff. Why wouldn't we cut out all the fluff? Because your time is valuable, and this is the world's longest-running daily real estate podcast. We wouldn't be around this long if we didn't cut out all that fluff. We only talk about the best advice that moves real estate investing business forward. Today is Friday. Hope you're having a wonderful start to your weekend. Because it's Friday, we're doing Follow Along Friday, where we talk about what we got going on in our entrepreneurial endeavors. And I'm joined by my co-author of The Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever, Volume 1, and soon to be Volume 2, Theo Hicks. Hey, Theo. Hey, Joe. How's it going, man? It's going really well. And today we're going to talk about some insights, some observations from some previous guests who have been on the show recently. So let's kick it off. What do you got? So the first one was with our mutual business life coach, Trevor McGregor. I always love hearing him talk and this is episode 824 and he went over 
both the five reasons why investors or just real estate professionals in general aren't scaling their business, as well as the five keys to push to the next level. And so I wanted to start out to ask you, of the five reasons why Trevor said people have difficulties scaling their business, when you were first starting out, which one of these held you back the most? And just to refresh your memory, the five reasons were one, lack of clarity in regards to the what and the how, two, fear and disempowering stories, three, was lack of consistent and persistent action, four, was lack of leverage or lack of why, and then five, was lack of accountability. Mm-hmm. Well, I think starting out, I had clarity on what my end goal was, or so I thought the end goal, and that was just to have money to pay, at that time, rent at my New York City apartment and live and then build a business. And it was a little more clear than that. I mean, I do a vision board every six months or so, just created a vision board for 2017. So I had clarity. Fear, I've heard people say have a fear of failure and fear of being successful. I don't think I've ever had a fear of being successful in my mind at all. Fear of failure, fear of things that might come up. I'm a pretty hard-charging guy when it comes to stuff I'm focused on. Sure, I might have some fear, maybe, but for the most part, that's never an issue with me. If I'm focused on something, I move forward and I go after it. So number three, lack of persistent action. Yes, that is certainly something that I had a problem with. And I'll tell you why in a second, but let's do number four and five. Lack of leverage, number four, have a big, fat, compelling reason why. I had a compelling reason. I wrote this down because I was actually working with Trevor at the time three years ago. And we talked about how we have to have leverage not only for ourselves, but also what is the ripple effect when we accomplish what we want to accomplish? How will that benefit others? And I've talked about the book Talent Code that I'm reading along with another book I'm about to reference. And Talent Code, one of the other chapters talks about how one way that there was talent grown in a specific area disproportionate to other areas around the world is that those individuals did not feel safe. They didn't feel comfortable. So they talked about how there's a lot of tennis pros that came from somewhere in Russia and the facilities was like two courts, little raggedy net, and little potholes in the tennis court. Just terrible conditions, but you didn't feel safe. You didn't feel comfortable. Therefore, you weren't complacent and you continue to push forward. So as far as lack of leverage, I make sure that I don't feel safe. Therefore, I don't feel complacent. I don't get too fat and happy because we're ultimately here One of the reasons, I think, is I know, at least is my belief, that we're here to grow and progress and do the most we can. So lack of leverage, not really the case. Lack of accountability, yes. And this ties into lack of consistent and persistent action because, guess what? When you're just starting out, you don't know what the hell is effective and what isn't effective. And so you don't know what to do on a consistent basis. Therefore, it takes time. And that's why 
with this podcast, been doing it for over two years now, every single day there's a new episode that comes out. And that is one of the things that I've identified that helps my business grow both myself from a personal development standpoint and then also from a business relationship standpoint doing a daily podcast. I wouldn't do it if I wasn't personally benefiting from it, both from development and from a bottom line financial. Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense to spend my time focused on this. But that's just one example where at the beginning, I didn't do the daily podcast. If you look back at the very first 10 episodes, they were sprinkled throughout a course of probably 20, 25 days. And I was like, this just isn't necessarily getting the traction I thought it would. I'm just going to do it daily for the next three months and see what it looks like. So the limiting beliefs out of these five reasons, the two that held me back was one, lack of consistent and persistent action because I didn't know what I was to be doing every day. And because I didn't know, I had a hard time identifying exactly what type of routines do I do every day and how do I test this stuff out. So it it was a very scattered approach whenever I first got going. And then lack of accountability ties along right into that because it's tough to hold yourself accountable to things if you don't know what you're supposed to be held accountable for. Absolutely. I totally agree. And obviously, for the next keys to push the next level, you kind of already hit on that because if you have lack of accountability is one of the things holding you back, then do you get an accountability partner? And if you lack consistent and persistent action, you, you take massive action. But I didn't realize that when you first started the podcast out, it wasn't daily at first. And so when you set that three-month goal, was that something that the ability to have that new accountability partner and Trevor in tandem with that massive action, is that the reasons why you were able to go from going scattered every other day or every couple of days to doing it every single day for the past two years? When I do something, I go all in. When I'm focused on something, I'm all in. And then I'll take a step back once I go all in and I'll reassess if it's a good use of my time. Everything from Scrabble, where I, <laughs> when I was, when I moved to New York City, And I got obsessed with Scrabble for like a year and I'd be riding the two train from East Flatbush, Brooklyn into Grand Central Station on my commute, which was about 40 minutes or so. And I had a printout of the acceptable two and three letter Scrabble words. And I would literally memorize those words on the train from Brooklyn to Manhattan every single day. And I test myself on them. And then I'd go to Washington Square Park and I would go to the northwest corner of the park where all the Scrabble experts play. I watched a documentary called Word Wars. I read the book called Word Wars. And it documents how four Scrabble players, their events leading up to the Scrabble World Championship. And it went through their life story. I mean, I was obsessed and that's my approach. That's just what I do whenever I'm into something. And then I will either stick with it or I will completely forsake it and I'll move on to something else. Most of the time, certain aspects of whatever I'm into stick and then the majority of it just goes away. So to answer your question about the podcast, it's just my personality. It's just how I do things whenever I go to test stuff. 
if I'm into it, I'm into it and I'm all in. And then I will take a step back eventually and I'll reassess if it's a good use of my time. And in this case it was, so I've continued and I've enjoyed it. What would your advice be to, maybe you can answer this just because since you kind of by default have that obsessive personality, which seems like it's a double-edged sword. And actually, while you were talking about Scrabble, there's a game that I have called Bananagram, which is very, very... Yeah, I know it. My brother and his wife bring that little sack of banana tiles everywhere they go on trips. Yeah, that's hilarious. But what would your advice be to someone that doesn't have that obsessive personality because it sounds like for you just kind of by default once you see something you just do it all out and then eventually you come back and be like all right let's reassess is, is me spending all this time on scrabble benefiting or or not benefiting my life after let's say you know three months and the same thing with the podcast for the scrabble i'm sure you probably said no and for the podcast you said yes but for those that have issues getting that initial obsessive start did you have any piece of advice either based off of something you haven't been obsessed with or based off of your experience being a mentor or business consultant? You want to be obsessed with it or not. I mean, it's possible, but it's challenging to program someone to be interested in something and do a lot of it unless they're already intuitively already interested in it or inherently interested in it. Certainly there are ways to program yourself. That's why people quit smoking, right? Like, I remember listening to a Tony Robbins, one of his original tape programs that I have on CD, Unlimited Power, something like that. And he talked about when he was helping someone stop smoking when he was just first getting started. And this person, when he arrived at the hotel, this was when he wasn't very well known. When he arrived at the hotel, he couldn't find them anywhere. He's like, oh, did this person stand me up? What's going on? And he walked outside and this person who was going to pay him to help him quit smoking was just taking drag after drag after drag of these cigarettes. And Tony's like, what the heck are you doing? He's like, well, you're going to make me stop smoking. So I'm just going to enjoy the rest that I can before you make me stop. And Tony's like, oh, interesting word choice. I'm going to make you stop smoking. Okay. So that person was saying, okay, Tony is going to, make me decide what I want to do. Well, ultimately, we're human beings and we're going to do whatever the hell we want to do. So what Tony did is he said to the guy, okay, why don't you go down to the little convenience store and I want you to buy a pack of cigarettes. And he's like, okay, fine, I will. He went to the convenience store. Tony went with him. He went to grab a pack. He's like, buy two packs. Huh? Yeah, buy two packs. We're going to need them. What? Why do I Buy two packs. Okay, fine. By three pack. He ended up getting close to a carton of cigarettes. They went up to the hotel room, and Tony said something along the lines of, I want you to get out a cigarette and light it up. He's like, what? Yep, light it up. The guy lit up a cigarette. He got done. He's like, okay, light up another. Got done, light up another. The guy's like, no, 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 light up another. And he had him smoke all these cigarettes, all of them, until the guy was just green in the face, throwing up. And the guy's like, you can't make me smoke anymore. He reached a breaking point, and Tony's like, oh, okay. And at that point, the guy actually switched the focus of, okay, Tony's making me stop versus he can't make me do it again. He can't make me smoke anymore. What would my advice be for 
and by the way, Tony doesn't use that intervention anymore because <laughs> he doesn't want to get lung cancer for anyone, himself included. But when you ask me that question, it's like, well, just figure it out yourself by programming your own mind to associating pain towards not doing it or pleasure towards doing it. Some of my clients recently have asked me to help them be more accountable, and I'm working on videos and stuff for them, but I just don't have time to follow up with all my clients individually and say, hey, why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done what you said you're going to do on our last call? Ultimately, we've got to hold ourselves accountable. And if we come across something, we've got to be the ones who are going to take it to the next level and act on it. And it really ties into the Simon Sinek stuff, like start with your why and also focus on how does this benefit others? And also, I'm not safe. I'm not safe in my current condition. I am not safe. I have to act. If I don't act, there's going to be incredibly negative consequences that will come to myself and my family and those around me and my business and my loved ones. If we really think that, then we're going to do whatever the heck we come across that we want to do. Because it's not going to be a matter of how do I have that attitude of, hey, jump in with both feet. It's, well, I'm going to jump in with both feet because I'm not safe and I'm compelled to do so. I think that Tony Robbins' story about the smoking is very key here because it seems as if the person that was kind of going into it for the smoking, he didn't think that he didn't have the power himself to make that choice. And so instead of Tony saying, hey, you have the choice to do it yourself. He literally forced him to realize that he's the only person that was going to make him stop smoking. No one else could tell him or or make him really do anything. And so that's kind of similar to what you're saying about somehow, some way, basically program yourself to make you realize that, hey, you you have the choice. Joe can't tell you what to do. He, He can give you advice and kind of point you in the right direction. But at the end of the day, you're the one that has to make the choice to be obsessed with or just start whatever it is you're doing and, and, and not seek that permission out from somewhere else. Because it sounds like in most of the situations, it's like seeking for that authority figure to give them permission to start doing whatever it is they need to do, whether it's quit smoking or start a podcast, whereas the only person that you should be taking authority from really is yourself within reason, obviously. A wonderful, wonderful book that everyone should read is Things I Wish I Knew When I Was 20. I forget who wrote it. She's a professor, I think, at Stanford, some Ivy League. And she talks about how when she got going with some business venture that she created right out of college, she had business cards printed, and she called herself president of consulting LLC. And she showed it to her dad, and her dad had been working at the same job for 20, 30 years and had climbed the corporate ladder, and he was vice president of his company. And he looked at her card, and he said, great job starting something, but how can you call yourself president? You haven't gotten to that point. And he had such a hard time comprehending that if you want to become something, then put yourself in that position to already be it. And that's what she did. And lo and behold, she made present before he did. And I'm not trivializing his work 
I'm just simply pointing out in that particular instance, she decided that she wanted to be president. Therefore, she is the president of her company. And so often we look for outsiders approval to get to to allow us to be where we want to go. But I'll tell you what's going to happen is I guarantee this because this happens to me all the freaking time. People are going to tell you that you're too young to do something until they start telling you that you're too old to do it. And so it's like, it's like, yeah, you don't have the experience. You don't have the gray hair. You don't have the 30 years background. But guess what? In 30 years, whenever I have all gray hair and I have 30 years of experience, they're going to tell me I'm too old. And I'm not in tune with what's going on right now with the generation that's, in this case, renting apartments or whatever it is. And it's just stupid when we wait for people to acknowledge or anoint us a certain position or a certain level when if we do it ourselves, then we will grow into that position. Tons of mistakes along the way and tons of lessons learned and you just got to keep going, but we can't wait for people to anoint us a certain position. We just got to take it and then grow into it. Yeah. 100%. I, if I'm being honest, if you would have said the same thing, probably, I don't know, probably a year ago, I'd have been like, Oh, like what do you mean? You just visualize some future. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't work. Now it's kind of this, this arrogant thea, but the more I kind of you know, study and actually do things, it is the truest thing that there possibly is. If you tell yourself that you're just going to be in this person's you know, situation of being a president, if you tell yourself that you're going to be a regular employee forever, then it's impossible for you to actually become president because that's kind of the mindset that you have. And so I'm becoming a more and more firm believer in the fact that literally whatever you truly believe in and whatever you're talking about your vision board, whatever you set for yourself, like that will happen if you actually truly believe in it. Whereas if you said that to me a couple of years ago, I would have said, what are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. So yeah, I totally agree with everything you're saying. And what I've realized with the vision board stuff, I have my own personal, which I consider business. So business one, I have one with Colleen, my fiance, and I'm looking at the one that I have with Colleen. We created it, I guess, summer of 2016, and it is now almost 2017. It's December 2016. And we did about half of the stuff, but it put us on a path to do a lot of stuff that we wouldn't have done, and it allows us to experience more things. So I don't think I've ever reached everything on my vision board but the stuff I do reach, one, it's such a, a cause for celebration. But then two, it helps me experience a lot more things that I wouldn't necessarily have uncovered if I didn't have the vision board in the first place. So one of the ways of that Trevor mentioned, number one, lack of clarity for not getting to the next level, have a vision board, very tactical thing. And what I'm going to do is when I move into my house. We're buying a house, moving in at the end of this month. I'm going to have a, my first official home office, and I'm going to have a whole wall dedicated to a vision board. I'm going to print out like in big offset printer, huge uh, across my wall, what the vision board is at that time. And I'm just going to keep rotating it out as I accomplish stuff because I want it like front and center. Like 
you know, those life-size football players that you see on little kids' walls, fat heads. I'm going to get some fat head vision board stickers, and I'm going to just plaster those puppies across my wall so I'm constantly focused on them because in addition to that, I've got it on my phone and on my wallpaper on my computer, but I want it like boom right there. I'm going to steal that. I've actually never done that before, and I need to. I'm looking at a wall right now in front of me that's going to be filled up here pretty soon. <laughs> Your your girlfriend's going to love that. <laughs> Great stuff. Well, anything else as it relates to this topic that you want to mention before we wrap up? Well, I remember before we were talking about you had another quote from Tim Ferriss's new book that you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Earlier, we were talking about the approach for this show. He was going over some things that he wanted to bring up and we we're kind of game planning, which takes all of what, 45 seconds, would you say, Theo, before we start recording? But one thing that it made me think of, I'm reading Tim Ferriss's new book, Tools of Titans, and it's basically a bunch of interviews that he did with insights from those interviews, from the, some of the top ones. And one of the people he interviewed is Tony Robbins, and he has a quote that Tony said in here, and my whole thing is consistency. I mean, hopefully, best ever listeners, you've picked up on that by now. If we're consistent, then some stuff's bound to shake from the tree. Like you're bound to get some fruit to shake from the tree and then, you know, you'll be fat and happy. The quote that stood out to me because we're talking about reasons why real estate investors don't scale their business and get to the next level. One of them is lack of consistent, persistent action. Well, this quote from Tony really speaks to that. He says, mastery doesn't come from an infographic. What you know doesn't mean sh**. What do you do consistently? That's it. And I'm a living, breathing example. I mean, I'm not just talking. I'm walking the walk with this daily podcast. And the only two other things that I know I do consistently that have really transformed my life is having a scoop of wheatgrass, Every morning with a liter of water helps with my health and then the journaling. I've done a daily journal. I have missed some days, probably miss about 15 days throughout the year or so, maybe 20. But it's a consistent thing that I do and I've been doing it for over a year and it's so freaking cool to go back to this time last year and see what I was thinking, what I was working on, what was my day like. And see how I've progressed. If you want a feeling of accomplishment or not and a kick in the butt, then do a daily journal and then start looking back to where you were. Really cool stuff. So I'm going to read the quote one more time and then we'll wrap up. Mastery doesn't come from an infographic. What you know doesn't mean sh**. What do you do consistently? All right, best ever listeners. I hope you have a best ever weekend. Go to besteverconference.com. I want to meet you in Denver this February. And the tickets will not be any cheaper than they are right now. And I'm going to give you a code. It's the code word BEST, B-E-S-T. Go sign up with that code. It's a little secret, 10% off. I know I've mentioned it before. We said it was going to go away. We're going to keep it going just for a little bit longer. So besteverconference.com, put in the word BEST, and you'll get 10% off. And the tickets go up in increments so every 50 increments, they'll go up in price. So get the tickets right now where they'll be the cheapest. All right. Hope you have a best ever weekend. And Theo, where can the listeners get in contact with you? TheoHicks.org. Come check out the Unplugged podcast. 
where I essentially have solo conversations with myself talking about similar topics that me and Joe talked about today to improve your lives. All right. Best our listeners, have a wonderful weekend. Remember to get your free deal analysis tool for your flips at fundnatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. It will detail your scope of work, help you analyze if the project's profitable, and make a determination on the max purchase price. Fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Are you ready to transition your investing from a hobby into a business that has consistent deal flow? The Investor Success Mastermind and Coaching Program can help you accelerate your growth. Find out more at InvestorSuccessMastermind.com. That's InvestorSuccessMastermind.com.